Uh, church, good morning. Neil, let me get you to, there you go, brother. Turn me down just a, just a hair. And everybody watching at home this morning, good morning to you. It is always good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. And so I pray that you have your Bibles with us this morning. Brother Billy and the choir have already opened our hearts up this morning to receive the Word of God. And uh, they always do an excellent job. Praise God for them. Amen. Thank you for a choir. and Thank you for all the third day. Looking forward to the Christmas cantata uh, next Sunday. And, and the choir, I know y'all are looking forward to it as well. Amen. So there's a few shaking their head. And so uh, that's good. But uh, we're looking forward to all the things that God has in store for us in this crazy year uh, of 2020. But it, this year has flown by, church. Uh, it's unbelievable to think we're just a few weeks away from another year, uh, a year that I believe is going to have a lot of good things. Amen. Uh, I'm still a believer. I'm still a believer that God is God. I'm still a believer that God is good. And I'm still a believer that God works miracles. And I firmly believe in the next couple of weeks going into this next year, we're going to see some great things happen. I think we're going to see a vaccine come that is going to help heal our lands. You know, I've been praying for months, Lord, give someone the ability to create a vaccine, Lord. And God's hand is at work in that, I believe. And I'm hoping and praying that it does what it's supposed to do. I'm hoping and praying that hopefully within the next few months we can get people uh, vaccinated and it's safe and it's good and it does what it's supposed to do and we can get back to being what church is amen we can get back to having a time of fellowship and shaking someone's hand and not being scared we're contracting something that's going to harm us or we can give someone a hug or we can fellowship with one another and not have to worry well brother you're five and a half feet you need to move over a couple inches amen and uh, we can get back to to to, to life. And, and, and church, I, I pray, you know, one of my prayers that, that I've been praying over the last eight to nine months is that God, when you get us through this, and he's going to, amen, when you get us through this, never let us take this for granted again. Being able to come together and worship, being able to come together for Bible study, being able to come together for choir practice, being able to come together for WMU or, or men's ministry, being able to come together for Sunday school, being able to come together for children and our, and our youth and young adults or whatever age it is. Father, help us to never, ever, ever take these things for granted ever again. The church, pray you have your Bible with you this morning. We're going to Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. You can see the title of the sermon this morning. I think it's something that every single one of us need to be reminded, amen, that the Lord is what? The Lord is with you. You know, when I was a child, I used to watch all the Christmas cartoons, uh, much to dismay to my younger child. He calls me the Grinch sometimes. But I, I, I used to watch them all. I, I, every, every Christmas year, you can ask my mom, I, I would watch Frosty the Snowman. I would watch The Grinch Stole Christmas. I would watch Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I would watch the Charlie Brown Christmas. I, I would watch the Muppet Christmas Carol. And, of course, my favorite one of all was, guess what, Rudolph. 
Is that anybody else's favorite? Anybody else love Rudolph? I, I loved Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Now, some may ask, Brother Donnie, why in the world was Rudolph your, your favorite show? Well, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. See, as a child, when you watch Rudolph, it, it's more than about a reindeer that's saving Christmas. It's about a reindeer that goes through different stages of life that kids can relate to. Whether if it's, if they're concerned about being different, whether if they're concerned about being picked on, or, or maybe even they feel like they're a misfit. But there's one part about the story of, of Rudolph that, that stuck with me, that gave me this, this great, great feeling of peace. See, when push came to shove on that snowy night when Santa and the other deer couldn't do, guess what happened? When, when, when no one else could save the day or light the way, guess what happened? Santa called on the only red-nosed reindeer who could do it. See, no other reindeer could do what Rudolph did. Amen? So as a kid, I knew that no matter how bad the weather got on Christmas Eve, because of Rudolph, Santa would what? He would still make it to my house, no matter the snow, no matter the fog, no matter if it was raining, no matter what it was going to happen, because Santa had found someone. Santa had found a reindeer that could only do what Rudolph could do. But I want you to think about something, about the ending of that story. See, with, with great problems come even greater solutions. It took a night that no one had ever experienced before. It took a, a problem, it took being disturbed, and, and the other reindeer, the elves, even Santa was troubled and fearful that night before they realized that a Savior was right, what? In front of them. Now I want to correlate this with where we're going this morning. A little over 2,000 years ago, there was a girl named Mary. Now, there's a few things that we need to understand about Mary. When Mary's first mentioned here in the book of Luke, she's probably between the ages of 14 to 16 years old. She was living in a village town called Nazareth, and Nazareth was a small village located in the lower Galilee that possessed basically this lowly reputation. So here's Mary, she's this young Jewish girl living in a town in most people's eyes that really didn't even exist to begin with. She was a poor peasant girl who was probably illiterate. And the only scripture she knew was that of memorization or what she had heard spoken at home or maybe at the temple. And honestly, there wasn't much expected from this poor Jewish girl. Except hard work under Roman oppression being married at a very young age and residing in a small town that was looked down upon. But all that changed one day. Her world changed one day. Her current situation, her future, everything changed one day when the biggest problem, the biggest issue of her young life gave way to the understanding that no matter what she went through in life, no matter the situations, no matter the anxieties, no matter the fears, no matter the misunderstandings, that everything...
that she was getting ready to go through in her life, the Lord was going to be with her in a mighty way. Not just in some delicate way, not in just some minor way, but God was going to be with her in a mighty way. Look at Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 28 before we pray. Listen to the word of God. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored, and the Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God, and you will be with child and give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. And look what Mary says. She says, how will this be? Mary asked the angel. She says, since I am a virgin. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is what? Impossible with God. And watch what Mary says at the end of this conversation. Church, don't miss this. I am the Lord's what? I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day that you've made. Thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for the health to be able to get out of bed and to be here this morning. Father, we thank you for our church family. God, for those that can make it this morning, for those that are home this morning, Father, we thank you so much for them and we love them so much, dear God. Lord, we thank you for the music that we were able to sing this morning, God, and to worship you, Lord. I know that you're already opening up hearts today, God, to receive your word. Lord, this has been a tough year. Father, you know the, the fears and the, the anxieties and, and all the questions, Lord, that we've been dealing with this year. But Lord, you're with us, God. And Father, I pray that people will understand that. Father, I pray that people will accept that. Father, I pray today that you're already moving in hearts, Lord, that are dismayed. Father, that you're already moving amongst people that are troubled. Father, that you're already moving amongst the Christians, Father, that are here today, Lord, that have had such a downtrodden year, dear God. Father, fill us with your peace today, Lord. Fill us with the understanding that no matter what we go through in this life, Father, you are with us always. And Lord, that is to be rejoiced. You are a worthy God, a God worthy to be praised, a God, Lord, that we put our hope and our peace and our joy and our love in. And so, Father, I pray today that we would do that for you. Open up hearts, open up minds. Father, I pray today if there's someone here that doesn't know you as Savior, Lord, today would be that day. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray and all of God's people said, 
Amen. Now, when you put yourself in this conversation of, of Mary and uh, this angel, Gabriel, there's some unique perspectives that's going on within this conversation. You know, you have to wonder what Mary was thinking when the angel Gabriel introduced himself to her. I mean, look what it says here to Mary. He says, greetings, you're highly favored, and the Lord is with you. The King James goes on and adds a little bit to this. It says, blessed art thou among women. So, so I wonder if Mary is thinking to herself, my goodness, this angel has, has made a grave mistake. I wonder if Mary is thinking that somehow the, the angel may have came to the wrong angel because the town of Jerusalem was just a little bit down the road and there was the temple and more likely there was someone there also by the name of Mary that was in much more regard than in this poor peasant, peasant named Mary that had no future, no hope per se. I wonder if Mary felt like the work of the day may have been getting to her. So she needed to sit down. I know it's not listed here in Scripture, but I wonder if Mary was actually thinking to herself, listen, this must be a, a mistake. This must be a mistaken identity. Because there's no way this young girl from a worthless town of Nazareth could be seen as highly favored whom the Lord is with. Could this be incorrect could it be possible you know when we read the the christmas scriptures per se from matthew to luke we we know the point right we we know the emphasis of scripture is to explain the arrival of the long-awaited messiah but there's much much more that's going on here we see god step into the life of zachariah we see God step into the lives of the Magi. We see God step into the lives of the lowly shepherds. We see God step into the lives of Mary and Joseph. And by doing so, God has taught us some powerful lessons through preparation, through anticipation, and the incarnation of the Word in the womb of Mary. And this is where your sermon outline begins this morning. Are you ready? And it all begins with this. This Christmas, be reminded the Lord is with you through your what? Through your troubles and your what? And your fears. Church, we need this. Amen? We need this now more than ever. Look what the Bible says in, about Mary in verse 29. But Mary was troubled. My goodness, if an angel appeared out of somewhere and came to you and started talking to you, you'd probably be a little what? You'd probably be a little bit troubled yourself. And she's wondering what kind of, of greeting could this be? So Mary was agitated. She was troubled. She was anywhere from having peace at this moment in her life. In this whole situation as being labeled as highly favored, and the Lord was with her, and she was blessed among women with something that she would have never really thought, especially of herself. But listen, the issues for Mary weren't over. The angel Gabriel, recognizing that, that she was having some troubling thoughts and actions, he said, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. But listen, if you all have had any teenagers... You know, a lot of times words go in one ear and out the what? They go out the other. So for this young teenage girl, this whole situation was far from considering her social status, considering she was engaged to be married, but now she's being informed that she's going to give birth. 
And not only is she going to give birth, but she's going to give birth to the Son of the Most High. Was Mary hearing this correctly? I, I can't even begin to put myself in the shoes of Mary. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm a man. I, I don't have any teenage girls. God gave me three boys. Thank you, Lord. God knew. Amen. But I can't imagine, you, you, you all that have girls maybe in this age group, 14 to 16 years old, and here's an angel that, that comes to her and says, listen, don't be, Mary, don't be worried, don't be, don't be fearful, but you're pregnant. <laughs> right? But you're pregnant. Can you see the fear? Can you feel that anxiety? Can you feel those emotions and here you are you're 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 Mary from Nazareth you're a nobody nobody really looks on you with favor no one really respected the town of Nazareth matter of fact we know the scripture says does anything good come from Nazareth and so here's this young girl and I can't even imagine the weight of the world sitting on her shoulders and not only was she going to be pregnant, not only was she going to have a child, but this wasn't just any child, amen? This was the Son of God. This long and awaited, anticipated Messiah who was going to come and save the world of their sins. Come and give hope to the hopeless. Come and give peace to those who didn't even know what peace was. Come to give joy and, and grace and mercy and a time of Roman oppression and a time when they just didn't think to themselves, Lord, can it get any worse? And church, hear me, are we any different right now? That's where we're at right now in this world. We're thinking, God, we've really never experienced this over the last hundred years. Lord, there, there's people that are hurting mentally. There's people that are hurting spiritually. There, there, are, there are people that are just living in a, in a constant fear for their life. And then God knocks on your door and he says, but remember this. No matter what fear comes your way, I'm still God. And I'm still with you. I'm still your God. And I'm still with you. Think about this for Mary. Was she hearing these words correctly? Was she actually going to be the one that God would use to send this long-awaited Messiah through? How could this be? How could it be? Well, this is where we're reminded of the next one. Number two is this. This Christmas be reminded that the Lord is with you even in your what? In your uncertainties. How many of y'all have had uncertainties this year? Everybody ought to be raising their hands. Amen. Every single one of us have been dealing with uncertainties because we don't know from one day to the next if we're coming or going. Amen. This has been a difficult year. It's been a trying year. It's been a year where we have been without anticipation. It's been a year where we thought we were starting to get some anticipation. It's been a year where things have been given, and then it's been a year where things have been what? Where they have been taken back. And so Mary asked the angel, Gabriel, she says, how can this be since I'm a virgin? Listen, although Mary was, was a teenage girl pledged to be married, she knew that she had not been intimate with any man. 
And the concept of becoming pregnant went beyond all understanding. But let's look at the response that, uh, of, of these questions, of the uncertainty. The angel said this, the Holy Spirit will come upon her and the power of the Most High will what? Will overshadow her. You know, when, when, we, when we are born or reborn again through Jesus, I want you to think about this. We experience the birth of Jesus within us because we no longer live for ourselves, but we live for who? We live for Him. And through that new birth, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit will live in us. That the Holy Spirit will teach us. That the Holy Spirit will remind us. That the Holy Spirit will convict us. And He will guide us. And He's going to seal us for eternity. Basically, the angel was telling Mary, listen, there's a divine intervention that's happening right now at this very moment, and this divine intervention isn't something that's going to go away, but the divine is always going to be with what? With you. From the very day that you came and you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, that very day when you come up and said, Pastor, I want to pray to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, divine intervention came into your life. The Holy Spirit came within you, whether you understood that or not, and He has been with you every second, every hour, every day, every month, every year, every decade, every breath, and every moment of your life that you've taken from that day forward. Divine intervention has been with you. Amen? Can you imagine? This is what He's telling Mary. Mary, this is going to be a tough road. Mary, there's going to be some obstacles, but guess what? Your God is much bigger than any obstacle that you're ever going to face. And the angel said, going on with this conversation, he tells Mary, for nothing is what? Impossible with God. Absolutely nothing is impossible with God. The angel explained to Mary that, that even Elizabeth, who was in her older age in her life, was now pregnant and going to have a child. And you know Elizabeth thought, ain't no way. Right? I'm old. I'm not going to have a child. I'm barren. It was not God's will. And God knocked on the door and said, guess what? You may have thought it was impossible, but with me, all things are what? Are possible. Can you imagine the comfort, the joy? that the angel's words brought Mary that day. Church, I want you to think about this and remember this. It's God that makes the impossible possible. It's God that makes the impossible possible. We can't save ourselves. So faith in Jesus makes it what? Possible. We can't forgive ourselves, so faith in Jesus makes it what? Possible. We can't get to heaven on our own accord. The faith in Jesus makes it what? Possible. We cannot move mountains per se with our own hands, but with faith in Jesus, the Bible says we can move what? Mountains. What many deem impossible, the creator of the world says the impossible does not apply to me. Amen? How many people do you think need to hear that today? That with God, all things are what? 
that are possible. People need hope. People need peace and joy and love in their life. And church, listen to me. They're looking forward in everything that's underneath this what? These trees. They're looking forward in their driveways. They're looking forward in their bank accounts. They're looking forward in their, in their vacation rentals. They're looking forward in their jobs and in their careers and in their hobbies. And church, listen to me. That type of joy and that type of peace is momentary. But with Jesus, it's eternal. With Jesus, it's every day. It's every moment of your life that no matter what we're going through, whatever we have, or whether, whatever it is that we don't have, Jesus says, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to abandon you. I'm always going to be what? I'm always going to be with you. And then lastly, number three, this Christmas, be reminded that the Lord is with you when you what? When, when, when you serve Him. This is an awesome, awesome opportunity to, to grasp this. You know, I, I was coming into to church this morning. I turned it on the radio, and, and, and the pastor that was on was talking about being a church family. He says, you know, when we come together, we're not just church. He said, but we're church what? We're church family. And he says, here's what that means. Family serves who? One another. He said that's what a functional, healthy church family looks like. That we don't just come to church to be served, but we come to church to serve. And isn't it ironic that's the way that Mary closes up this scripture? Because with great troubles, with great fears, with great questions comes even greater solutions. And look what Mary says to, the, to Gabriel. He, she said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me... As you have said. Isn't that good? She did not say it's my way or the what? Or the highway. She said basically I will do and serve as you have commanded. I will listen. Mary accepted this difficult situation although she realized there would be doubters. Although she realized that she was engaged and it could possibly destroy her relationship with Joseph, even though there was a, a chance that her family would look down upon her, even though the possibility of death by stoning could take place because of her assumed adultery, she still what? She still accepted. She still accepted. She said, Lord, I'm still going to be your what? I'm still going to be your servant. God never promises us a road without potholes. Amen? God never promises us roses without the thorns. Amen? But what God promises is this, is no matter what happens, I'm still what? I'm still with you. I'm the God of the valleys, and I'm the God of the what? I'm the God of the mountain. That I am still with you. Because listen, there's a lot of people right now that are saying, where's God? Where's God? Through all of this, where is God? God's still God. And God is still good. And God is still working. Whether you can see it or not, God is still at work.
the story of the Virgin Mary, it's difficult for many people to believe. And the reason why is because of their lack of faith. It's a lack of faith. See, believing in the story of, of Jesus means believing that the Lord is what? Is with, with us. And for those of us that have received Jesus, we know how it feels to have the Holy Spirit come live inside of us to give us new life, to give us a new way, to give us a new understanding. For those of us that accepted Christ, like Mary accepted her calling that day, we know what true peace is all about this Christmas season. It's not about the gifts that are under the tree. It's not about the Christmas parties and dinners. It's not about standing at, at the mall and those long lines to get our pictures made with who? With, with, with Santa. It's not about the Christmas cartoons. It's not about the reindeer. But, but we Christians understand. We Christians have experienced the true peace of Christmas when Jesus Christ came into our what? Came into our hearts. Came into our minds. Came into our families. Came into our present. And came into our what? Our future. That's what it's all about. And because of Jesus, because of that love, because of His salvation, and because of the Word, we serve Him. We serve Him with humble hearts. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in what? It's not in vain. You know, I would say if most pastors are honest, over the last 10 months we have been wondering probably, Lord, is anybody listening? Because, Father, people seem not to be moving. Lord, has the fear overcome their faith? Father, have we become lethargic? Lord, have we just become bystanders instead of servants? Over the last nine or ten months, we feel like we've become more disconnected than connected. Where are you at right now with your servant? Your servanthood. Where are you at right now with your service to God? The story of a poor virgin birth, it goes beyond just the story of the Christmas to come, but it, it gives light to the kind of Savior that we have been blessed with. It shows the love that the Creator has for the created. It shines light upon an earth that God made good, and God continues to allow us to relive the birth of His Son every Christmas year, and that should engage us, that should inspire us, and that should encourage us to be a servant and to be a witness for Jesus Christ. And the current days that we're living in, we all know this, and we're probably even, maybe we're even getting a little fatigued about hearing it. But these are troubled days. These are fearful days. And most people right now, they have more questions than they do answers. But then we open up the Word of God, and He says, I'm still your Lord, and I'm still what? I'm still with you. I'm still here. And isn't it awesome to know that no matter what we go through in life, we can overcome it all with God with us. 
No matter how rich, no matter how poor, no matter how educated or uneducated, the birth of Jesus Christ is for all. And this Christmas, we have an opportunity to share more than just the gifts with those that Christ puts in our path. Oh, no, no, no. We have an opportunity to show peace that comes with knowing and having a relationship with the Savior. I want you to listen to this poem. You ready? The King of kings, the Lord of lords, came to earth for you and me. And the salvation I could not afford, he paid for on Calvary. What could I ever give him that would thank him for his son? I'll confess and turn from my sin and live the victory won. I often lose sight of Jesus because of Santa and the Christmas trees. Jesus Christ is more than enough to grant me eternity. He's the wonderful counselor. He's the mighty God. He's the prince of peace. He's the everlasting father. And to think, he came for me. He deserves no less than my all, though it's easy to give him less. Though born in a humble stable, God sent me his very, very best. You know, I know right now many people have fears. I know there's a lot of worries. I know right now there's a lot of uncertainties in this life. But Mary knew this. Mary knew that whatever certain uncertainty, whatever fear was coming her way, and they were coming, weren't they, church? She knew that no matter what she faced in this life, that God was with her. That God was with her. That Jesus Christ was living literally right inside of her. Church, I want to ask you, do you have that today? Do you have that today? Do you have that certainty that no matter what comes your way, that God is with you? Do you have that certainty that no matter what comes your way, that the Holy Spirit lives within you? Because in this life, it's not a question of our tough times coming, our uncertainties coming. It's about when they're coming, amen? The question is, will you be ready? Will you be prepared? Maybe this morning we needed to be reminded that no matter what happens, God is still God, and God is still with who? He is still with us. And so this morning, as Billy comes and we have our time of invitation, Christian, this invitation is for you. If there's those here this morning that have never been saved, this invitation is for you because today's the day the Lord has made. Amen? And we can rejoice and be what? And be glad in it. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. As we stand, as we sing this morning, I encourage you to come. Come and pray. Come and rededicate your life back to God. Maybe this morning you just want to come and say, Lord, thank you that you have always been with me no matter what has come my way. Maybe it's a little bit of thanksgiving this morning. Will you come as we sing?